Hello and welcome to everybody. This is another episode of the Gymnasium with me, XFL. Right now, USFL. Jim, joined as always by my lovely, illustrious, worn-out co-host, Chase Lupine Fiasco Sessoms. How are you doing, buddy? I, I needed a full day recovery. Kentucky Derby Week is always just a really busy week for me. Uh, as soon as that, like, that race finished is like i had just come to climax and i was ready for a for a nap and a sandwich yeah i always assume after these big races finish especially one like the derby you kind of like just sit back crack open a beer and have a nice long cigarette see this time i had i had to explain so i i had so many uh text messages with questions uh from people uh from uh you know horse racing novices to experienced handicappers explaining what the hell just happened? What the hell did we just see? Yeah. So I well, obviously we're going to be starting off with the Kentucky Derby. Um, I texted you after it happened. I was like, uh, did I read this right? Was this horse like eight to one? And you explained <laughs> to me that it was in because someone scratched. Yeah. So uh, you'll even see that that's not just the Kentucky Derby, just on regular racing days, what racing offices will do is they'll fill races to over capacity only 20 horses were going to run in the kentucky derby there are 22 that were uh listed for the race two of them being what's known as also eligibles and so what happens is when a, a horse scratches one of the also eligibles takes its place and so, uh so yeah these guys are so, just like they're on standby basically yeah they didn't know until like two minutes before uh like the scratch list came out that they were actually in the kentucky derby when did the scratch list come out? Uh, I want to say the night before. That's pretty wild. It is wild. It is absolutely wild. It is amazing. Like, that's like that's like a designated goalie in hockey. Yeah, but then he got to just like copulate on center ice with Kim Kardashian in a pile of millions of dollars afterwards. So I was I I was eating dinner at the time, and I went I went crazy when I saw it, and then I saw that like this are. He had the second longest odds in Derby history to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eighty. Uh, the the horse that won via DQ a couple of years ago, Country House, that was like fifty to one. This was like eighty to one. <laughs> yeah, it was Good insane. Lord. So I figured might as well just break down this amazing. Uh, I think amazing's an incredible. Whatever. There's so many different ways you can describe it. This will be a Disney movie. This will hands down. There's no way that this won't be a Disney movie. The sequel to Seabiscuit. <laughs> so we have the race right here. We're not going to have any audio for it, but we're going to watch it just kind of unfold with commentary. So they start out the gate. Yeah. So this is the break. And so Rich Strike is on the, the far outside in the white. You see now what's happening is Sonny Leone is taking this horse all the way back over towards the rail and doing what's something that's really important in this long of a race, which is saving ground. So that's what's happening at the back. That's where your winner is probably about 20 links back at this point. So I'm going to pause it right. I'm going to pause right here. What, what do you mean by saving ground? The closer you are to the rail, the less number of feet you have to run. Essentially. You're not, if you're out uh, towards the middle of the track, you're running a longer race. You're traveling more feet total than, than the rest of the field. I never, or the other horses that are closer to the rail. Yeah. So it's just like any kind of race, like any NASCAR, any like long distance track meet race. Uh, Everyone kind of starts on the outside and they kind of conglomerate to like as close to the edge as they can get. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you, you end up not running as long of a distance. So 
Go ahead, hit play. Hit and play what, here. What ha- what's happening right now is the two Japanese horses are at. I'm gonna pause it while we wait on Chase. We're having some internet issues. Similar. I'm gonna take this time to talk a little USFL right here because I can't talk enough of it. You guys remember like two weeks ago we didn't have our episode last week. I didn't get to talk about the USA broadcast having an absolute muff of a uh, of a chance. I I don't think they'll put another game on USA. I don't think the USFL will do it just because the entire game had so many issues. Andy's back. Okay. So what we're seeing right now is that there are two Japanese horses that were entered that are absolutely flying up front. The number four and the yet with the yellow uh, saddle towel right. and the number seven, who's actually my pick to win this Derby crown pride and the orange saddle towel right behind them. Okay. They come out and they are, they are moving. They're running very fast for a this early for a race of this distance go ahead and hit play so were you worried from like the get-go then uh i was not worried until i saw the half mile time the half mile time was quick but you go ahead press play getting in there as you can see they are just absolutely they're they're these two horses are way out on the front rich strikes still sitting way in the back you can kind of see him with the red silks like way towards the back and so what's going to start happening happening okay never mind they went 21.78 and then went 45 to the half mile you can see those times at the top 21.78 yep. to the quarter that's like 3 seconds faster than you would normally see 45 okay. that's a, another about 3 seconds faster so they're setting a insane fate insane pace and so all these horses that are trying to keep close to him are just absolutely wearing themselves out, trying to keep up with the pace. Meanwhile, rich strike, you can see is just kind of sitting in the back. Now serving that energy now starting, look, making the move in the turn. And what happens here is Sonny Leon rides this horse absolutely into what we call the vice. There is nowhere to go right now. You can see at the back of the pack, red and white silks. There's nowhere to go stuck between four horses. There is nowhere to go. This horse has all the energy in the world and nowhere to go. And what happens? The fucking Red Seas part. He comes flying, flying up the rail because he's so much, so much energy. He Tokyo drifts right here. He really into does. an open path. He fishtails that horse. And it's because he saved all that ground because all the horses went way too fast in front of him. Here comes Rich Strike at 82-1 to absolutely uh without a better term to use shit into people's hearts yeah that was amazing that was so it's all about it's all about the conservation of energy it's all about pace if anyone wants to get into horse racing you want to understand pace that is what happens when a pace goes nuclear that's absolutely crazy this and because two japanese horses were involved they went fukushima nuclear yeah it was that was so i feel like even though a lot of people didn't have money, this has to be, you had to clarify, classify this as like good for horse racing or like fantastic yeah. for horse racing. It's, it's, I mean, uh, uh, industry that was really in need of a feel good story. Yeah, it is. It is an excellent thing for horse racing. Now, even though Bob Baffert wasn't in, entered into this race uh, because he's been suspended from Churchill for like two years um, or Kentucky racing in general for like two years, I have to say just for the record, uh, fuck Bob Baffert uh, and what he's done to horse racing because I the first questions that I fielded were that that horse is on drugs right no ah uh. do you understand like you have to understand if those guys if that if that horse tests positive 
when they 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 because they test every single horse right yeah and so if he comes out of this race with a positive drug test like bob baffert got suspended for two years he should probably not be allowed to race horses anymore what do you think is going to happen to these fucking jamokes who own (laughs) this horse they'll 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 be be the bottom of a river somewhere straight to jail straight to jail um yeah there's there's absolutely no way uh it's just so i it makes me angry that he's done so much with pharmacology to have these horses uh do things that shouldn't be able to be done that whenever something amazing happens that's completely within the realm of possibility that's happens, not the first thing that people the, like the instant yeah instantly that's what people think oh uh, that is that does suck but i mean come on come this on this is amazing the miracle on ice let's put it up there with that why not so as a non-horse connoisseur myself i looked up a little bit of the preakness odds i saw that this horse is now five to one it's a, that's a little bit of an overreaction is that's what that, what I, is. that was my first thought <laughs> yeah uh it's it's a little bit of an overreaction uh what's gonna happen is you're they're you, they're not gonna go as fast as they did there uh they might who knows and also i mean you see what had to happen for that horse to win we we uh, if yeah, you like want if, me to take five to that, one that that horse is going to get a clean trip be able to have the red seas part and then be able to tokyo drift itself into contention again i'm not taking that i was gonna say if that like if though if that middle section doesn't open up perfectly for him yeah that's not can, happening yeah it's insane you <laughs> that yeah that's all that uh, i mean it's a feel-good story i have this scenario in my brain where uh a sinkhole opens up in Baltimore, Maryland, and swallows every other horse in the Preakness except for Rich Strike, who then walks into into uh, Belmont uh, in June for the <laughs> contention for a Triple Crown. So, for a Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events, Triple in, Crown. In the Disney, if this horse does win the Triple Crown, in the Disney movie, who's playing the jockey? Who's playing Sonny Leon? Yeah, um, Michael Pena. <laughs> Okay. Just because I can't think of any other Hispanic actors of roughly the same stature. Michael Pena in, I believe, his first potential dramatic role? No, he's done serious things. He's done serious. Oh, he's done, yeah, he's done a few. That's right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, either way, this was a great like start to the week. This is fantastic. Yeah, I, I love it. Did I have Rich Strike? No. Did you I, have Rich I Strike? Have no. If you said you have Rich Strike, shut the fuck up. You're fucking lying. Yeah, there's not. No, I know zero people. Zero. There, there were like uh, 12 people in the world that had rich strike. That's I mean, my, the math probably doesn't work out on that. But let's I'm going to say 12 out of every every million maybe had rich strike. The other thing that was going on this weekend in my life, if you look behind me, it was the USFL. We're all we're basically this next week is that the halfway point halfway through the season. How do we feel about the USFL so far? I want honesty. I want, you want, I want honesty. Okay. Um, I, I, just to be like, just to let the people know, I'm a big sunshine pumper. I will pump up these spring leagues to kingdom come. I love, I do love the USFL. It's not perfect, but yeah, halfway point. I want honest takes. Okay. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, but I agree that it's not perfect. And where it's doing really, really well, I think is, the packaged TV product that they're putting forward. Uh, I, I feel like the 
the and it's a lot of what the XFL was doing with in terms of being able to hear the coaches, be able to have the players mic'd up. Uh, even even sometimes the uh, the uh, you know the sideline interviews mid game. Sometimes they're a little eh, but I mean it's also a good thing. Um, they they've added camera angles. They focus on the betting. Uh, the I don't know. I, I th- believe we gave Mike Pereira too much power. So uh, I was going to mention that, that I loved one of my favorite things. I rewatched the um, the Friday night game, the Saturday night game today, uh, the Tampa Bay Bandits versus the Birmingham Stallions game. And I like that Joel Klatt and Mike Pereira were kind of getting into it on the broadcast. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Now, this, these are these are my this is my strike against um, the USFL right now, which is the level of play isn't where it should be. And I, I think it has more to do with the fact that they focused on getting a well-packaged TV product put out and they didn't give these players enough time to f- form and bond as a team, like a two week camp and not uh, maybe a two week camp might work for the NFL where you have like holdovers from last season. I don't think or, the NFL even does a two week. The NFL does like a whole. Like, yeah. Okay. okay so. I'm, love, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying it yeah. might, it, they could maybe execute it out, out, out of two weeks. Whereas like when you're putting in like a brand new team with brand new coaches and brand new players who have never played together, that's, that's bumpy. That's gonna be bumpy. So I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent with you on the TV product is awesome. Uh, I even like the atmosphere of Birmingham for the stallions games. And I like the fact that obviously Fox is happy with they're saving money with the hub city. I don't want any other league to do a hub system ever again. Yeah. Ho- Cause like, hopefully we're getting past that point. You know, I hope so. I hope it's like, I hope this was like a safety thing and not just a money thing because if it's just a money thing, I could see other leagues attempting something like that. And that would really not bode well. In my opinion, yeah. I love the TV product. I like the new things they're trying. I'm even a fan some people call it Bush League, but I'm a fan of the league like changing stuff up on the fly. Like the fact that just for this week they decided to change the game clock in the first and third quarters, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to try things, this is the time before we, ex- you know, if this was happening in season six, yes, yeah, don't pre don't like mid season change stuff if you're in like season four. <laughs> yeah, but. If you put out something, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if you make cars, if you bake cakes, whatever. If you put out, if you run a business and you're putting out a product that's not either A, making people happy, or or B, has, like, a defect that you can fix, then fix it. And that's what they're doing. I like that move. I definitely like all the insight we get. And obviously, I like the, I, I like the chance for a lot of these players, the level of play, like you were saying, needs to improve the XFL in 2020. I, this might just be a completely biased thing for me because I will always hold that on a pencil. The The level of football seemed better. I agree. I completely I, agree. To be fair, they did get like months of training camp. Like they, cause they, like they did their draft in October and the games didn't start until February. There's only one team in the in the USFL right now that I can name that has a cohesive passing offense. Yeah, well, one and a half. I could say two, maybe. But it's the Breakers and what? Who the else? Stars. I would say the yeah, Stars. Stars, maybe. But not as much. Not as much with uh, with Brian. Well, that's Scott that's out. another thing with Cookus like being new, the backup quarterback. I feel like, but the Stars when they had um 
when they had Brian Scott. I thought they were a really good passing offense. But yes, yeah, it's the breakers and the stars, and then everyone else is all on offense is kind of a mess. Yeah, just it. it and it's I mean, fun. It, like sometimes it's funny, but yeah. like I want to watch like, and the casual fan will want to watch good football more than anything. And also, I, I understand why you keep the rosters as small as they did uh, this season. And a lot of it has to do with, with, you know, you, you do have to save a little bit of money until you get the league established, but it's created an upside and it's created a downside. Yeah. It was like a double-edged sword where these players don't have a lot of competition. And on top of that, you, if someone important to your team gets injured, there's not too much you have. Like for instance, the Michigan Panthers, they looked way better uh, with Paxton Lynch out there than Shea Patterson. But with Paxton Lynch injured, it's just Shea Patterson, and then I think their next quarterback uh, is a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. It's We don't even get the Shaxton pinch anymore. It's Yeah, it's... That's my favorite Megatron quarterback, the Shaxton pinch. There's that combo, and then the fact that I believe the Breakers are the only team that have grabbed a player off of quote-unquote waivers. They, uh, grabbed, the they grabbed a kicker. Yeah, yeah, they grabbed that kicker to help their team out. I No other USFL team has done that. Yeah, And I don't know. It could be a combination of like maybe they don't want to because uh, some of these coaches seem a little stubborn. But I've heard some players, like if you jump in halfway through the season, you're probably not going to get full compensation for the whole season. Yeah. And then you're signing a USFL contract, which is like a minimum two-year contract. So if you wanted to do something like the XFL next year, if you wanted to have your options open for that, you're already cut off. So here's the here's the other upside of having such a small roster, the, or the upside to me of having such a small roster, is these players get so tired that you get these insane second-half swings in, in the momentum of the games. The like, second if you came out firing game. all cylinders, you are <laughs> the second halves of this of this league specifically i feel like the stallion second halves are yeah. hilarious and amazing yeah yeah uh i mean the it, it it's almost like it the usfl games are run like the kentucky derby like the 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 teams with the lead are the japanese horses just just going out blowing it out on the front end and then then here comes uh rich strike aka the breakers to uh to shit into hearts so let's jump in week four this halfway point i overall two thumbs up i saw an article today that was like spring football never work it never has never will shut the fuck up all those people like that suck my asshole um yeah yeah. and then swing around to me when you're done with him just shut the fuck up i've been wanting to try that it's still like my wife the ratings have been have gone down throughout the season they bumped up a little bit last week um, guess what? It's still beating MLB. It's still beating hockey playoffs, and it's still mostly beating NBA playoffs, or at least it's competing with them. Yeah, you can't tell me that there's that there's not a hunger for that. You, you, even if this doesn't work, there's going to be there is someday going to be a league that lasts that is around for forever because there is a thirst for football in the spring. So, quick thoughts: Week four, first game Friday night, Philadelphia. Maulers, uh, sorry, Philadelphia Stars, twenty sixth. The Michigan Panthers, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm here for the lulls, bro. I'm here for the lulls. That this, was uh... this one came in as a. It ended as uh, Panthers were minus one and a half. Yeah. 
mainly because quarterback Brian Scott injured out. Oh my God, the turnovers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hey, uh, there's nothing better than hitting a uh, an over in the first half. I will say that. Beautiful. 33, I believe it was. 33, 33 and a half. Yep, yep. So we Good got, Lord. Yeah, dude. I went to go get some walking around ham during the first half. Wow. Come, come back with two just greasy handfuls of ham. And uh, I hear people cheering. And I thought it was just like the little audience that I have in my head that's just for me, like applauding my ham decision. But no, no, it was just points, points on points on points. And oh, man, poor Kirby, poor Kirby and his kicking problems. <laughs> oh, dude, I, Jeff Fisher will never Jeff Fisher will never kick mm-hmm. again. He, I don't think he should. I thought last week he got over it. He wasn't kicking extra points. He wasn't kicking field goals. Just stick with that, man. Just ride yeah. that out. Yeah, there are two reliable kickers in this league. Well, three. Not two. Two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, was it Nick Vogel? N. Vogel? Uh, yeah, N. For- N Vogel is a good kicker. I already forgot the guy for the, the Stallion's name, but he's uh, the best... The- Brandon Aubrey, who's on my fantasy yeah. team. Brandon Aubrey, the ki- the only kicker who's never played football before. Yeah, who's the best kicker in the league. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and Bartlett, uh, who the Breakers just got off please, the street. You, ne- you need to French that up for the Breakers fans. Bartlett. Bartlett. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, who just comes off the street just banging 50 yarders. Um, yeah, the, man. My other takeaway from this Stars-Panthers game, uh, Case Cookis has no regard for his own body. No, he's not. No, he's going to get killed. It's awesome. I love it. Keep doing it. I keep doing it, dude. He's laying it out there. I respect the hell out of it. I want more. I'm I'm on the Case Cookish train. I think the Stars team could still be pretty good in the North. Yeah. They're good. I mean, they're, they're run yeah. defense, and their defense in general is not. Um, but literally two of the worst teams in the entire league are both in the North. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a the two two good teams, the Stars and the Generals. A gigantic pile of shit, and then everyone else. <laughs> and then it's the Panthers and the Maulers. And then it's the Panthers and the Maulers. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeesh. And then uh, Saturday, we had the New Jersey Generals, those Generals, going up against the Maulers. No. Uh, generals won 21 13. It was, it was Generals and. Um... Sorry. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Maulers. Yeah, yeah. No, the Maulers played the Stars. No, no, no. The Stars played the Panthers. We were just getting flundered, flubbered there. Oh, okay. Okay, that's right. How did this one end? Because Shea Patterson uh, should, like, I'm going to, I will admit before we fully get into the Generals uh, Maulers game, uh, I was on the Shea Patterson train when he got drafted. Uh, If you guys rewatch that that draft night of when we were on Sports Gambling Podcast for their, like, USFL draft night, I was actually kind of boosting Shea Patterson up. I'm, I'm officially off the train. I'm, I'm getting this is my stop week four of the USFL is my stop. I am off the Shea Patterson train. I'm done. Yeah, I he's he's not good enough for professional football just no. in general. No, he's not. That's, I'm sorry. That's pretty much it. Sorry to say it. It's a shame. It was unfortunate. Uh, I so I, this was OK. I'm what I'm remembering now is that this was the game that was like all up during all up in the, the Kentucky Derby time for me. So I did not yeah. see any of this. I watched this one, not the late I will one abstain live. from judgment so, now. My big takeaway from this Maulers Generals game is every other week, seems like even weeks, the Maulers cover the spread. So yeah. week one, 
they look so terrible. They look yeah. really bad. Week yeah. two, they look super competitive. They yeah. look really good. They look strong. Yeah. And then week three, they get z- they get egged by the Michigan Panthers. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah. And then they come out week four, 13-21. It was a 10-point spread. They yeah. covered. Yeah, they did. Uh, the generals are still doing this two quarterback system. I, at this point, just go with DeAndre Johnson. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the point in putting in Luis Perez because, uh, right like, now. Johnson has proven time and time again that he's a decent enough passer. I don't know why you put Luis Perez back there. And this is coming from a huge Luis Perez fan. I'm like, I will probably say, I will stake my claim. I'm the. I made this. I made this right here. And for those of you just listening, this is. Luis Perez with a rat's body and a crown because he's the rat king of New York. Yeah. Just DeAndre Johnson's the guy. Yeah. I mean, his, any deficiencies he has as a passer, he more than makes up for in his ability to run the ball. If I were, if I'm Mike Riley, I quite honestly run the wishbone or the triple option or something because they have an absolutely stacked backfield. They're, Two running backs and DeAndre Johnson, all three of those guys, are in the top six of rushers in the USFL. Right. So three of them who are getting enough carries and doing enough damage in the same games. And they have, like, good enough wide receivers to make plays, too. Like, this, the Generals are a good team. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, I can't can't argue against that point at all. It's, uh, it's insane that, I don't know, I'm with you. I, I think... I think you just go with DeAndre Johnson because it seems like they're bringing in Luis Luis Perez to do one thing and it makes them very predictable. And it's that he is the guy that they're bringing in when they need a pass. It does. And like they've been passing it more with Johnson, but unless you can get Luis Perez to run. Yeah. That you're going to like every time he's in, you're going to know exactly what's happening. It's just, it's yeah, not going to work it's itself out. Time to pin your ears back and just go full, full send on the, on the pass rush at that point. Yep. And then the game that night, the Birmingham Stallion 16, Tampa Bay Bandits 10. This the one was a Stallions, for me. I, what? <laughs> this was a heartbreaker for me. I just, the, the Stallions, I'm going to say it. I don't think the Stallions are going to lose until the playoffs. Yeah, when they lose the breakers. Um, I mean, so, it, they very well could. Like, I could, I could see a scenario where the Birmingham Stallions go undefeated in Birmingham, and then when they move to the playoffs and have to play in Ohio, yeah, and don't have that home crowd advantage, yeah, they, yeah. they don't have that magic. I don't know. I, I literally, and I, it's crazy that okay, so they're undefeated. Um, you would think that my opinion on Skip Holtz has changed. Wrong. No, I no, still, my I still don't think he's a good coach. My opinion on Jamar Smith has gone through the roof. He looks great. He did not play in this game, just so everyone knows. Uh, he, I believe it was stated that he had COVID. Yeah, so, so. It, I'll tell you what. Uh, when you have an injury report uh, come out and like uh, basically everyone who's good on the Stallions uh, has a has a illness, illness did not practice undisclosed illness. It sure makes plus one thirty on the bandits uh, look good and feel good to back. And this was a heartbreaker. I do not think the bandits are that great. And I do not think Todd Haley is that fantastic of a coach. They're kind of that. What, you know what they remind me of? Honestly, the bandits, they remind me of 
the Adrian Martinez experiment at Nebraska where everything comes down. It's all on Jordan Tomu's shoulders to yeah. make plays. Yeah. And as good as Tomu is, and I think he's good, he's not good enough to have it all resting on him. He needs yeah. like the reason I think he was so good with the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the reason so many people remember him being so good is the St. Louis Battlehawks had one of the top two running games in the entire XFL. He yeah. needs like a pretty strong run game in order to kind of like set himself up. Yeah, he he just doesn't have he doesn't have anything going with him. And he's also if you need all right, we, we've talked about how hard it is to install a pass game with that short of a lead up into the season. Yes. Uh when you when you don't have a run game and then you have also a coach who is so quick to abandon a run game, like this is a knock that goes back to hate to for Haley that goes back to when he was uh, the OC of the Steelers, like because they they would run the ball for like the maybe the first quarter and then it was just like pass 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 pass, and I mean that's really not going to get it done in a league where only the rush offenses are unless you're the Breakers uh, or sometimes the Stars, uh, very good. It yeah that I. This just also, I feel like all of these issues, uh, especially the offensive issues, all just come back to the small training camp that they had. Yeah. Two weeks is just not enough time. Yeah, I agree. And then we but had hey, the matchup. We had I, the I just want to today. point out it's how awesome it is just getting all these Birmingham tourism commercials. I mean, the, okay, so the other, the other thing I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about with this game, the Houston Gamblers versus the New Orleans Breakers. Uh, breakers won, by the way, last second cover too. They covered too. last yep. second touchdown to win and cover. Love that. Love that. Um, so they've been putting these games on Peacock. Does Peacock have any like rotation of commercials? But cause it feels like to me, they just show the same commercials over and over and over again. That feels pretty typical of every single streaming service though. Um, cause like, yeah, but, like remember- the other games are on like FS one or true. Fox and they have, they have a nice depth of commercials they can pull from. Yeah, Peacock, not on the cack. Every, every time, it's the same thing. Yeah. So do you get? Does that mean you get the Birmingham commercial every yes, single? Yes. Everybody's getting those Birmingham commercials, and it's, you know, you know what's funny is uh, it, it has that Birmingham commercial has one of my favorite bands uh, doing the music on it, and I'm starting to grow to hate it. Does it work to make you want to go to Birmingham? No, fuck no. As someone who's driven through Birmingham, who's been through Birmingham before. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Have you seen that shithole? No. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, and I'm calling Birmingham, Alabama a shithole. <laughs> I just want to say that for the record. I don't I'm not it's not like I'm coming from I'm not coming from fucking LA. I'm not coming from any night. I'm not from Chicago. I'm not from New York. No, I'm here in Little Rock, Arkansas, letting you know that Birmingham, Alabama is a fucking shitty place. You tell me there are things to do in Birmingham. I will fucking fight you and tell you that there are not. <laughs> this was this game was a very interesting game to me because I feel like the gamblers had been consistently improving. I can't wait for welcome to UAB to just absolutely torch oh, me on Twitter. He's going to hate you. He's, he's going to let it go. You. Yeah. He's going to let it go. It's not, yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. But so. I mean, we got right here. One, three, two, three game. The Pittsburgh football team does suck. I was talking with Eric not too long ago. He believes that this Pittsburgh Maulers team may be the worst spring team he's ever seen. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, uh, I, it, 
We have such high hopes for Kirby and his ability to run a team. It all went downhill with the chicken salad, chick pizza thing week one. Never. See, they just opened a restaurant around the corner that's like, it's called like the chicken salad chick. Uh, And all I could think was like, one, how could this cost someone a football career? And uh, two, uh, how could you think that this was a good idea for a restaurant? That's it's insane and uh, that reminds me i need to reiterate um I, i'm gonna re- i will reiterate it one more time but if the pittsburgh Maulers do not win a single game this year i will eat cat food live on stream get that fancy feast son i it's i i really hope they win one they just need to win one god this is how we get this is how we get that big frisky sponsorship we've been gunning for all this time oh i could be down i could be down with that <laughs> The um, the breakers look good. It's obvious to me and everyone else out there that Sloter's still hurt. That groin is still giving him trouble. Yeah. He's not running it like he was in the first two weeks. I think if he didn't have a groin injury, this breaker team would probably be undefeated. They're still See, the best looking team. For all those who don't live in the South, who don't know, um, we got a lot of bugs here in the South. Uh, and this is about the time of year when uh, the bugs actually start coming out and it appears that Sloter has been bit by one of the uh, turnover bugs that are prevalent in this this part of the country yeah this was that was a weird i mean to be fair as weird as the mall as the gamblers defense have been they they are the number one team in turnovers yeah um and it really didn't start showing until last week against the stallions uh when when you know he had strip sacks and it's they're having a hard time protecting him, but I also think that they're having a hard time protecting him because he has a hard time protecting himself at this point. Yeah, he's definitely playing hurt. He's getting better each week, so I think maybe by like week seven, the end of the end of the regular season, I, I expect to see him more at like a hundred percent. And Breaker's best like defensive player, potentially their best player overall, was out this game. Dalvin Bellamy did not play. Yeah, yeah, Dalvin Bellamy is a stud, and he's a world-class shit-talker. So I feel like that affected something. Uh, this gambler's offense is a chore to watch. They are so bad. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I don't – it's the offensive line. Clayton Thorson doesn't look that great. Yeah. I don't Clayton know. They don't have a yeah. run game. They don't have a run game in a league where you need a run game. I mean, they do okay with those counters and stuff, but after a little while, you stop surprising people with the counter about like the 10th time that you run it. Clayton Um, Thorson has two passes he can make. He can make a screen or he can bomb it like 40 yards downfield. And that's it. Yeah. Maybe they should just say, Jojo, go deep. You're faster than everyone because it worked. It worked the one time they did it in this game. Yeah. Jojo, all Jojos are fast. That's that is garage. Uh, commandment number three. That's yeah. I don't know. I do. This is a good fact though. The gamblers defense does smoke cigs at practice. That's a good move. I I support that. That was, that was just a straight up like mean machine, uh, longest yard move. I dig it. They did walk into the stadium today with cigarettes. That's awesome. That is amazing. I, uh, I was still recovering from the Kentucky Derby. So I like watched the beginning, slept through the middle and heard, while I was waking up that they won. I so badly. Uh, so I had the gambler, the breakers minus uh, five. Yeah. This was a sweat until the last second. I thought, I thought for sure they were going to kick that field goal. 
And when they when Sloter's like, nah, I got this touchdown. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, man, Sloter, Sloter. I mean, I I feel like he's the best quarterback in the league, the best true passing quarterback in the league. I feel like that's pretty apparent. I feel he's like also got he's got the best wide receivers in the league, probably too. I think all around, like this. I I'm gonna say it. The Stallions have like a magic horse cock up their ass or something to keep winning these games. I think the Breakers are still like a, the, probably the number one team in my opinion. And that brings us into our next ad by Magic Horsecocks. Need a win in your life? Sit on a Magic Horsecock. Exactly. Uh, that's it for the USFL. Any other sports talk you got? Because I feel like you were just absorbed in Kentucky Derby. I was. Uh, I will say I I made a sneaky good Zed Run horse purchase. Ooh. This- yeah, she's a beast. She she's already won two races for me. Her name's Coastal Moneyline. I like that name. I like that name quite a bit. So for the people who don't know, what is Zed running? It is NFT horse racing. Does it sound like a scam? Kind of feels like a scam, but damn it, I love it. Uh, it's um, you, bu- you you can buy and breed NFT horses. Little you can get in the you can breed them. That's right. You can get in the the digital horse jizz biz. And you can you race them against other people, and there's all. I mean, it pays money. Like I bought Coastal Money Line. I put her in these. Like you have to run ten discovery races, like their first ten races. She won a race and got like a second and third, and I won like eight bucks. Um, the way yeah. I've looked, so I've watched a couple. The way it seems to me, it's like uh, it's like Neopets for degenerates. Yeah, yeah. It was also I'd like to thank Zed Run for reminding me that I had not fed my Giga Pet in twenty three years, which. I feel like in the next five years or so, we're just going to get to digital dog fighting at some point. I'm for that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, me and Scott Bowser, uh, who was on the, the pick show, I, I do a podcast with him. That's all focused on, on uh, uh, Zed run. So he's got me into it. He's super into it. He's getting me very into it. And so like, we're, we're like always like looking through listings at like courses to buy and to, you know, as potential breeders and stuff like it's awesome. The only other thing I had is that I showed Chase earlier this week something I discovered on YouTube called P.O.R. Wrestling. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These people are insane. So what P.O.R. Wrestling is, for those of you who don't understand, it's just it's backyard wrestling meets like jackass. Yeah. Things that can only exist in West Virginia. Where, like, obviously wrestling at most, like, some every point is staged Ohio. to a point. Yeah. This has to take place in West Virginia. This is staged to a point. You can't stage some of the stuff that these people go through. They're dying. Someone is going to die. They get hit by cars. Someone is going to die. We watched a video clip where a dude got hit by a car. Yeah, it's I don't know what what the deal is. Why every match ends with a stray like Chevy Cavalier (laughs) flying through it. Where are they? Like, do they they can't be using the same car more than like twice? (laughs) We watched one where the car crashed into a bus. If you don't think that West Virginia backyard wrestlers aren't also the best shade tree mechanics that you will ever find, then you are mistaken. And I don't know who you are anymore, sir. They're fixing that car immediately. They got to get it ready for the next match that afternoon for it to just randomly drive through. So I'm actually, I just discovered, I'm going to share another clip from it just so everyone knows. I will share this clip 
Is this a brand new? Have I seen this one? This is, I have not seen it. You have not seen it. We're seeing it for the first time. This is called the, this is the end of what was called the flaming wheelchair match. So this is at the end of the match. They have this man in a wheelchair. It looks like he's about to try to jump like a Mercury SUV. The, So for for those just listening, this man had lost the match, so they sat him down in a wheelchair, which I assume had a motor attached to it. It was moving a little bit quicker than you would expect a motorized wheelchair to move. And then just like sent him on his way. Yeah. To like a kiddie pool to to douse off in. Yeah, yeah, because that was one hundred percent there's no way that that wasn't going to stop the flames. We watched a man get hit by a car. We watched, I, uh, <laughs> we watched a, a man get like power bombed off the top of a camper while uh, said superfluous car drove through the camper. And when I, I say drove through the so camper, bad. I don't mean like he ordered a hamburger, went around it, and then drove off. No, I mean it drove, it went through it, and then. Uh, you would think they would have the foresight that maybe like to get the car moving fast enough to go through the camper that it might need a little bit of time to stop. They did not. It went straight into a tree. It went straight into a bus. There was just a bus there. And if you like if Isaac Pruder filmed the, the footage, there's just a guy standing right there who has to jump out of the way of the speeding car. Jesus Christ. Just just a dude. St- yeah, I, it's no rules. There are no rules. Listen, if you are if you think that we are really close to digital dogfighting, I'm here to tell you that that wrestling league is proof that we're really close to just fully like condoned snuff films. <laughs> so I yeah, someone will die. So I look I did some research into these guys. Apparently their original YouTube channel had way more views and like subscribers and then got banned off of YouTube. I wonder why. Because someone died, probably. Probably because someone died. Um, they said they're producing their own documentary. I will I will put my hand up in the running right now. I will produce. I will film, produce, and edit a documentary of POR Wrestling. Okay, I'm going to tell you what my heart is telling me right now, which is I can't let you do that because you're just going to end up living there and becoming one of them, and you're going to die. I will live there for a summer. And I will film everything, and I'm not saying if I will or will not participate. Listen, you've gone this long without getting addicted to meth. Why would you put yourself into further jeopardy by by moving to West Virginia? It's a risk I'm willing to take for art, Chase. (laughs) You are an auteur. I love it. First and foremost, I am an artiste. Yeah, you are. And then I would say, oh, there's other sports we can talk about, like MLB. I haven't watched a single baseball game. Uh... NBA playoffs, I've watched two. Yeah, Pelicans uh, are out. Who cares? I, I still like watching Giannis. The dude's a beast. I, I Actually, I, I've watched quite a bit. I've taken it back. I've watched quite a bit of John Moran. Uh, I've gotten to where I will stop and it, watch John Moran every it's time. So, he's out. He's out? He's out for game four. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. The fucking NBA playoffs are dead, dead to, to us. Dead to us. And then NHL playoffs, I haven't watched yet, but... Uh, the I'll, I'll end up getting into that as soon as the game seven yeah. rolls around. Yeah, the weekday ones, like similar. So the NBA and NHL playoffs, I will watch every weekday one. And then fo- weekends are football. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice weekends to have in, in May slash April. Speaking of which, speaking of football, 
We are done. How excited are things. you for this? We are done How grading excited? things. It is time to start breaking down college football. Yes. Week by week, game by game, XFL Jim and Chase will bring you every single game of FBS college football. We're breaking down every game of every week. I've missed doing this since the last time that we did this. I miss it so much. It's, and I know it's going to take up a good part of our year here in the gymnasium. Do you know what that, you know what that, uh, that also means? Since I think you jumped in on week two of me doing that. I'm going to say next week is like the anniversary of when you joined the gymnasium. I think it's the first week of June. The first week of June will be our, our year together. Oh, that'll be perfect. That means I didn't start breaking down until like late May. Who cares? We're doing it early. I don't hey, care. Has Time has flown because I love spending time with this here man. This is my man's. It's been beautiful. Anyway, we have week zero on the board. This just so everyone knows, uh, this one will go fast. These these will these these take a while. Yeah, so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of games. Yep. So week zero, we start off Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Whoo! And we start off with a banger. Oh man, a Uh, banger. If there's if there's any program that's in more tor- turmoil and just in a shitty state right now, then it's the Hawaii program. Give me Vanderbilt. I'm proud to say for probably the only time this season, but Hawaii, I think I've been reading into their camps. The coach they have now is like the guy they want. He's like, and, and I don't know, man. I was, I listen on the Island. I'm going to take Hawaii. You can go to the Island. You can lose yourself or you can come from, a conference where it just means more and win football games. Uh, it doesn't, it may mean more, but Vanderbilt does not win football games. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to take Hawaii here. Of course you would. There's no way you weren't taking Hawaii, but such a big Hawaii guy. I know up next Nevada at New Mexico state. Oh, Nevada. Yeah. New Mexico state's so bad. Speaking of sec teams though. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just the, Slump buster, old New Mexico State for <laughs> for teams in the southeastern part of the country. Austin P at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky breaking in a new quarterback after Bailey Zappi goes to the yeah. I was going to say Bailey Zappi's not there anymore. Uh, I still am going to lean Western Kentucky. I will also lean WKU and the Red Amorphous Blobs. Yep, God, love them. Grimace's retarded brother. Speaking of which, go stars. Uh, <laughs> Blob. Uh, next up, we have UConn at Utah State. UConn at Utah State. UConn with a new coach. UConn with a, what, does this it? mean a new chapter in UConn, or are they still really, 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 really bad? I don't know. I'm going to – God. I fell in love with Mountain West football last year. So did I. And I think Utah State is actually prime. I actually might bet Utah State to win the Mountain West this year. I'm going to go Utah State, man. Yeah, Utah State. This is just preliminary. I haven't done like almost any research into this. I just think but that's Utah what makes these picks gold. I, I like Utah State, and I think they didn't lose very many people to like yeah. graduation or the draft. Uh, yeah, give me Utah State here. Wait, 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 Do- wait. I, I just want to say for the record, if you're listening to this, this is your first time hearing us just like pick – college football games for week zero where we don't know anything about the teams in advance off the cuff. And you don't think talking about all I got to say to you right now, 
Kansas over Texas. Kansas over. We had another one too, didn't we? I, I think so. Uh, where we had it like was several. The, yeah, where it was just random. Yes, you had you had Fresno State over UCLA. I picked that in like every June? chance you got, you picked it. Yes, yes. Listen, we sort of know what we're talking about. We sort of do. Damn Dude, I'm so Kansas, happy this is happening right now. Kansas over Texas was the biggest one. God, Kansas over Texas. Oh, yes. I'll basket that forever. Duquesne, Duquesne at Florida State. Duquesne God, I wish Duquesne would win. I do too, but I think it's going to be Florida State. I think so too. I think Florida State might actually have a decent year. And by decent, I mean they go like seven and five. Which has sadly become decent for Florida State standards. I know. Uh, next up, Florida A&M at North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, also with a new quarterback. Okay. North Carolina wins the game. The Florida A&M marching 100 win the drum battle at halftime. 1000%. That is the, the most badass band. Did you know in They're the so film, in the film Drumline, are you familiar with the film Drumline? Yeah, I've watched it about 20 times. All right. So I used to own a DVD copy of Drumline. No big deal. Uh, but, uh, something I learned watching the director's commentary for drumline, because you I mean, gotta yeah. know what, what that genius was thinking is that they originally were going to have the Florida A&M band as the Florida A&M band and lose in the final like drumline battle. But they were like, that would not happen. all, not all. We don't lose drum battles. Like you, yeah. you're not going to have us in here losing shit. We are the marching 100 for the A&M Rattlers, son. Yeah, they, no, that all they all that drumline knows how to do is win. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a good point because T-Pain went to Florida A&M. Yep. Yep. Speaking of director's commentary, by the way, do you know what movie? This just popped into my head. Do you know what movie has like my favorite director's commentary is Evil Dead? Oh, that makes sense. So good. Totally. Both, both like the Raimi brothers commenting over it is hilarious. And then they have a special edition where it's just Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, yeah. Just by himself, just riffing the entire time. I know we're getting way off track here, but... Um, That's what this is about. When I went to the went to the University of Central Arkansas, uh, Bruce Campbell came to do a lecture. I didn't go. My roommate went. My roommate was the biggest Bill Murray fan you, you would ever find. And when it came to Q&A time after the lecture... He raises his hand and he asks Bruce Campbell, have you ever met Bill Murray? <laughs> and Bruce Campbell stares at him into the windows of his soul and says to him, would it make any difference in your insignificant life if I have or not? <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I I've actually seen this guy now on like a couple of like national commercials. So uh, maybe that gave Bruce Campbell gave him the fire he needed to make it to a Sam Adams uh, commercial. That's what that's what he needed. That bump. <laughs> that's amazing. Here's my favorite game of the weekend or my least favorite game of the weekend, depending on the outcome. Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. Give me the husks. Give me the husks to get Man, it done. Man, I don't in fucking. I, I don't know. This game is always hard to predict. I'm gonna take the Huskers because it's preseason, baby. It's pre. It's early preseason. We can't lose, dude. Huskers if you thought, to win the Big Ten. I completely get it because if you thought that I drank the Kool Aid 
before last season when I was picking Arkansas games. Oh, just oh. fucking wait. Oh, buddy. Just oh, buddy. Wait. It's coming. I'm going to be – so I'm just going to – this is my tangent right here. If Nebraska doesn't win uh, seven games, I'm going to call it a disappointing season. I looked over the schedule. Realistically, my ceiling is nine. Yeah. Unrealistically and very homery and cool idea of me is we can go like uh, 12 and 0. Listen, I'm you're sure. in the playoff. Shoot yeah. in. Right Guess in. what? We don't have to play Ohio State this year. So eat my ass. Run to the windows. Get your future bets down. I will I will place a future bet on them to win the West. I will do it. Do it. Because for some as bad and weird as last season was, like week seven, we were still alive for the Big Ten West. That's how crazy that division is. Hey, do it for Milt. God, I'll do it. I'll do it. Next up, Wyoming at Illinois. Interesting. Okay, so they the that right after the Idaho famous potato bowl, Josh Allen 2.0 transferred out of Wyoming. Yes. If he were still on the team, I would say Wyoming, but he's not. So I'm going to say they get birded. I and it's I Illinois. also I think they get birded. I think they get birdeded. I also I sadly this is again this is a very uneducated, unresearched take. I think Craig Bull might be on his way out in the next like couple years of Wyoming. I mean, either due to age or due to performance i mean he's not a young guy like they don't get me wrong he's been good at wyoming like wyoming has been good under craig pool yeah and he's brought in kind of like talent too under under the radar good talent they're kind of just like getting they're falling on the tailwinds at this point i think yeah yeah makes sense next up charlotte at florida atlantic the clit against fau i'm gonna take the clit i'm gonna take the clit too i'm a big 49ers fan i just yeah. love the fact that they just chose the 49ers for no reason yeah, and that they abbreviate their team name to CLT. It's perfect. Thus becoming the clit, and they put that on their jerseys, apparently. Um, hey, they got – did they not come through with us with some big covers last football season? They did. They did, they did. So we're both on the clit. Speaking of teams that came through for us, North Texas Mean Green at UTEP. I might be adopted. They might be welcome back into the foster home, baby. Give me those Mean Green – if this was UTSA, I might have something to say about it. It's not. It's UTEP. And it's good. Like, don't get me wrong. UTEP had a great season last year on UTEP standards. Yeah. Uh, North Texas is a decent to good CUSA team. Has one of the more fun offenses to watch year in and year out. Yep. I'm going to yeah. go North Texas, too. Yeah, yeah. And the reason you're not uh, bringing up UTSA is because uh, the Mean Green shut that mouth last year. They did. They did. But guess who won the conference? It's fine. It's whatever. Touche. Touche honky. It's fine. Uh, that's it for week zero. Short one. Uh, you just get a taste. You get a taste. Uh, I can look at week one right now. And oh my lord, that's a lot longer. Week one has games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Are you now just suddenly all pumped up for uh, college football season? in may because i'm I already am. like usfl 100 it's the season going on right now i am so hyped for college football dude dude, dude what do you what do you think of all this nil like tampering rumored shit going on i think it's people who don't like that the world is changing around them um talking shit and trying to spoil what's a good thing for these athletes I think it's that combined with like it right now, like NIL is the wild west. And I think it will continue for this year, 
Um, guess what? NCAA and all the powers that be had a chance to kind of address this years and years ago. Yep. They could have made like a rule system and done it their way. Yep. But they drug their feet, took everything to court, yeah. and now they're just unprepared. So it's the yeah. Wild West. Yeah, they could have acknowledged that what they were doing was obviously unconstitutional. Instead, we had to have um, what's amazingly a back- backwards-ass Supreme Court do the right thing and uh, tell these kids that they are they are eligible to make money. And they could they could have put it they could have put a system in where also, this could be easily be investigated. There are a set of rules, but no, they messed it up, man. It can't be tampering because the schools themselves aren't doing anything. They're not right. employees of the school, so it's not tampering. Right. And guess what? It's fine when co- I guess it's fine when coaches do it because coaches have been doing this forever. Yeah. So what's changed? What has changed? Just now players can do it. Yeah. Now and it's it, just it, all in the open and people don't like it. Yeah, it's it's stupid. And the rules will come. It'll sort itself out here in like three or four years. Yeah. I mean, the rules will come as long as it doesn't infringe upon a kid's ability to make money doing something that brings so much money to these universities. No, I mean, That's all it, I care it, about. These p- same people were whining and complaining when the transfer portal became a thing. Yeah. And now they're just complaining about this. Yeah, because they want these players to be indentured servants for however long the coach deems necessary. Not for four years. They're guaranteed a scholarship for four years. They're only <clears throat> guaranteed a scholarship for one year, and it has to be renewed. And the fact that these kids can now – move from school to school like you want to talk about scholar athletes that these people are, are here to go to school well you tell me another student that's not allowed to go to the school of their choice that they can get into academically yeah it's pretty dumb i'm just gonna yes. say it's dumb yeah i agree uh next week we're gonna have i believe the nfl will post its uh its schedule starting on thursday so next week we'll be able to start breaking down the nfl week by week as well Really excited for that. Um, in lieu of that, in lieu of that, actually, what we can do, I'm just coming up with this right now. I can look up some USFL futures right now. Okay. Post-draft, we can go through some uh, NFL futures. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. I already know you're going to like the Saints. The Breakers? No. Oh, I'm, NFL. I'm saying, I'm saying NFL. My bad. I'm sorry. I was thinking, I was thinking of the, the only true football league running right now. I mean... I mean, we could talk X League. They're start they're, the Green Bowl tournament's underway. Let's go futures. Okay, NFL futures. I'm looking right now. This is based on Caesar Sportsbook. Buffalo Bills are the favorite, seven to one. Okay. What do we think of that? Um, seven to one. I don't hate. I don't hate seven to one. I think the Bills could win it. I probably am still going to take a shot at a team that's a little bit further down the line, a la our like mid season futures on like the Bengals, you know, like a team that's just out of the blue that I can, I, that can win. Because I'm not drop enough money on it for seven to one to really be anything to write home about. My thought process though, is like that Chiefs bills game. Like I think if the bills make it to green, make it to LA, I think the bills win that game. Sure. I think this could be like a future hedge opportunity where if they do make it to the Super Bowl, you're not getting the seven to one Bills money line. Okay. So I don't hate it for that regard. The next favorite at Caesars are the Buccaneers. I hate eight that. To one. And I absolutely, I'm with you. I absolutely hate it. 
Yeah. Uh, for one, Bruce Arians is gone. I, I think people are overlooking that. It's not like Tom Brady is actually coaching the team. Like that's something that you actually have to take into consideration that, you know, it's, it's not going to be the same Buccaneers. I, yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Tom Brady's basically the coach. Yeah. I hate <laughs> it. I hate everything about it. I might not even have the Buccaneers winning their division. Spicy, spicy. Uh, next up, Kansas City Chiefs at nine to one. That's getting into a price where I'd like to take the Kansas City Chiefs. However, I do have a ton of question marks because you have Tyreek Hill gone and he was kind of the straw that stirred the drink in that offense a little a bit. A little bit, but I think that they can kind of open some stuff up because maybe every team was kind of keying into Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs kind of felt like they had to rely on him and had to get him the ball. I don't know. I'm still a big Pat Mahomes guy. I st- obviously, I still think Andy Reid's a great coach. Nine to one. I'm seeing it some books. It's ten to one. I'm I'm liking the Chiefs at those numbers. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't argue against it. I think that's a fair enough price. Uh, next up, Green Bay Packers at eleven to one. Uh, I hate that with every fiber of my being. <laughs> that sucks. That's God. No. No, Devonte Adams. Who's he throwing the ball to? Here's a hot take. I don't think they even win their division this year. That is a hot take. That's a very hot take. That's a very hot take because, oh man, that, that uh, I don't know if I'll go that far. Ah, that's uh, I love that though. Spicy. That is spicy. Up next, L.A. Rams at twelve to one. And honestly, at twelve to one, I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Like, what's different about this Rams? It's not like it's year. the AFC West that got really competitive. Yeah. It's the NFC West that got less competitive, you might argue. Like, what's what's so different about this LA Rams team compared to last year? Not much. Not much. I I like it. 12 to 1. Yeah. I don't hate it. Bad. That's not bad. Next up, San Francisco 49ers at 15 to 1. I mean, let's see how we'll see what shakes out with Debo before before I make a decision there. That and this is I think we're getting a Trey Lance 49ers. Yeah, d- too many too many question marks for me to to lay anything yeah. on that. Next up the Los Angeles Chargers at 16 to 1. At 16 to 1 you say. I'd take it. I'd throw a feeler on it. Yeah, I'm I like Justin Herbert quite a bit and they shored up this offensive line even more in the draft. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. That's such a tough division though. I'm listening, but I'm also entering my Zed Run horses into a couple races. Next, what? What? Are the, oh, it's the okay. I know you're not gonna like the the Denver Broncos are up next at sixteen to one. Here's my hot take: they don't make the playoffs. That is a hot. I think they make the playoffs. I, Honestly, I, I you want to know who I think wins that division? I know who you know who you think is going to win that division. Who? Who is? It? I bet you're going to say the Raiders. The Raiders. There's the Raiders. I think the Raiders can win that division now. Man, I could see the Raiders crashing and burning, though. You could see him crashing and burning. How dare you? I could. How dare you, sir? I could. Did you see those allegations against Mark Davis come out? That's all stemming from this haircut. That's true. That could very well be. Yeah, I mean, okay. But let's... Okay. All right. Maybe, let's, actually, maybe... Maybe that boosts the Raiders because they need exactly. drama. They need drama. Exactly. You look at all the turmoil that they went through last year. All it, It's fuel. It's fuel for the fire is what it is. I love it. That's yes. exactly what they need. Uh, up next, after the Broncos, it's the Dallas Cowboys at 18 to 1. Nope. 
Burn that. Uh, my other hot take, I don't have them winning their division. Uh, do you have the Eagles? I, I might have the Eagles winning. Yeah, team. I have the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win that division now. Yeah. Uh, up next, Cleveland Browns, also at 18-1. to 1. <laughs> You don't think Deshaun... No. Uh, Touchy-feely no, Deshaun can do it? Still Cleveland, at the end of the day. They're still a trash organization. Up next, the Cincinnati Bengals at 22-1. to 1. Yeah, I'll take the shot. I mean, I think history tells us that they probably can't get back to where they were last year but at 16 to 1 yeah why not i'll take the the, the shot that they get no, back 22 to, where they to were. Oh, 22 to 1 I'll, I'll take the shot that they get back to where they were last year i it's sad because i don't think the entire time that joe burrow is there that you'll still see that you'll be able to see the kind of futures prices that we saw last year even mid-season but uh yeah uh i'm there i'm with it uh, i like the number enough and they're still a really good team. That offensive line throughout a season still worries me. Like I could definitely, I could just as easily see Joe Burrow getting injured again. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I have to look at what kind of draft they had. Also, if they ever address that situation, they got like a couple guys, and they have like some good defensive players. I don't. That that number seems like around. I'd like to see it more like 24, 25 to one. Okay, but. I, I don't hate it. Next up, same twenty-two to one. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, even without Hollywood Brown, I didn't think Hollywood Brown was that good. I, I thought he was decent, but very over. Like he overrated himself a lot. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I I'm a buyer there. I like that too. Uh, up next, the Indianapolis Colts at twenty-five to one. I like this just based on the fact they got rid of Carson once. Yeah, exactly. You, you're speaking my language. Yes, I'm on it. Yeah, twenty-five to one. Don't hate it. Uh, I could see them winning their division. Yeah. Now the Arizona Cardinals, the Cardinals at 30 to one. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Too much drama going on at Arizona now. And it doesn't seem to work for them the way it works for the Raiders. No, no, it does not. Uh, Up next also at 30 to one, it's the Tennessee Titans. I'd, I'd fire a shot. 30 to one. Yeah. Yeah. Tannehill still worries me. But 30 to 1? 30 to 1? We lost Chase, but it's 30 to 1? It's not bad. No AJ Brown? Uh, do we think Julio could stay fit? Do we think Julio could stay healthy? Based on what we're saying, I think my favorite so far is the Ravens. And I really, I kind of like this Rams price. I really like the Chiefs at nine to one. Based on what I've seen so far, those are my favorite ones so far. We're waiting on Chase. USFL futures, though, if I can look that up real quick. Oh, he's back. I'm back. So yeah, Titans kind of like. Uh, next up, my Miami Dolphins at thirty to one. Actually, I don't dislike it this year um they they added so much that's a crazy number for a team who didn't even make the playoffs though yeah i still i i yeah i i like it i'll take the shot the homer in me says i'll take it i am seeing at some places it's 40 to 1 i'll take it i'll take it next up the philadelphia eagles at 40 to 1 the philadelphia eagles at 40 to 1 yes give me all of that i'll take it I'll take. I like Jalen Hurts. 
the thing I love about Jalen Hurts is every year he's been playing football, he has gotten better as a passer. Every single year. Yeah, and you've given him – they're obviously all in on him. They've given him all of the weapons that he needs to be able to to go out there and, and win games. And, uh, yeah, man, I – I say go for it. I, what, I I think they can win that division. If you can win the division, you can get in the playoffs. You have a chance. Forty yep. to one, Love absolutely. It. Next up, New England Patriots at forty to one. I don't know if I, I, trust I would. Yeah, I don't trust him, but I I can't say that I don't trust Bill Belichick to get them in a position to win. I'd take it. Yeah, I don't hate it. When's the last time you saw the Patriots at forty to one? That's true. That's very true. That number, like just that logo next to that number is juicy. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, 50 to one. Yes. I mean, absolutely. Can Derek Carr do it? With Vonta, he can. Yeah. Him and Tay Tay. Yeah. I'll, I'll lay on that. Uh, Next up, the Minnesota Vikings. It dipped. It was fifty. Now, it, now that they're down to forty, they're forty to one, same as the Eagles. I don't know why it moved. Hell no, I'm not taking that. Is Kirk uh, Cousins next, still a quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Then. Next up are your New Orleans Saints at fifty to one. Are you kidding me? A team that had that good of a draft. The disrespect. Put your money on the Saints. With Jameis Winston, I believe. I believe. I believe too. He's had a lean diet all summer of finger W's. Next up are the Pittsburgh Steelers at 60 to one. Uh, you know what they needed? An offensive line. You know what they didn't address at all? That offensive line. Yes, it doesn't. It's either Mitch Trubisky or, or Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Either one of them are going to get eaten alive by NFL yeah, defenses. That's rough. So I still obviously like. I think they're still a plus number to. I saw their win total was at like six and a half. Yeah, I'm pounding that over. Okay, um, I mean they always put themselves in contention for the playoffs. So. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Yeah, so yeah. I'm pounding that over. I don't think they obviously. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, next up are the Washington Commanders at seventy to one. Uh, uh, Carson yeah. Wentz. Yeah, it's probably it's probably higher before they got Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, uh, plus no. just trash organization. Um, yeah, no hard pass. Uh, the Chicago Bears at a hundred to one. At a hundred to one. Yeah, probably. St- I know it's a huge number, and you like to believe, but no, it's the Bears. Yeah, the New York Football Giants also at a hundred to one. I think they're going to be way better this year, but fuck uh-huh. no. I could take it like a spicy feeler on them to like win the division. I could see them like playing way above belt and. D- yeah, I, I think I think some of the best, most or sorry some of the best batting, betting value could possibly come out of that NFC East. Yeah, with with futures for the division. Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson lists a hundred to one. About right. Yeah, with Drew Locke back there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carolina Panthers, a hundred to one. About right, mm-hmm. I think. About right uh, with either Sam Darnold or even maybe Baker Mayfield if they work out a trade. Uh, it's one of those two, probably. Or it's yeah. my boy PJ, who's still undefeated as, as a professional football starter. Worth noting. XFL legend. I'll bring that up every single time I get. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, 125 to 1. Nah. 
<laughs> I mean, that's about right. That's that's about that's about what you would expect. I would I honestly need closer to two hundred to one for that. You're gonna get there with these last couple ones. Uh, not this one though. It's the New York Jets, one hundred and fifty to one. I I I that's a team I'm interested in maybe going after the the win total over. But uh, yeah, because they did they did very good, very very good in the in the draft. But no. Super Bowl, hell no. no. Detroit Lions. 150 to one. Oh baby. Give me that. That's my pick to win the North division. Whoa. Dan Whoa. Campbell. Good draft. They got more playmakers now. Wait, that's think? a fucking spicy one. Dude. What do you think? I love it. I that's love it. Spicy. I don't know if I've been talking to Eric too much or what, but I you might've been talking to Eric too much. That's a real hot take. I love it. Give it to me. I want it. I want all of God. them. I might, I might sprinkle a little bit on that. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, 150 to one. All I got to say is if I'm this into the lions, the next few weeks of us picking NFL games is going to be fun. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, the Falcons. Um, Sounds about do, right to me for the Falcons. Yeah. And I do think the Falcons are in a better position than they were in the last season. That's another one where I could maybe see going after the win total, a uh, certain, I think alliances it, don't let me put a division bet or Super Bowl bet down because the Saints will win. I think it really Both. depends on what you feel about Marcus Mariota is how you kind of judge the Falcons because they have I'm, a lot of good weapons. And I'm eager to see him as a starter. I feel like he's been in the league so long now uh, that I would like to see him now that he's not like fresh out of the draft rookie like he was at Tennessee. I'll be and honest. He did well I, in Las Vegas when he played in Las Vegas. I'll be honest. I might even have him on like a couple fantasy teams. Okay. Up next and last and certainly not least the Houston Texans 250 to one. Okay. Another one where I think maybe go for the win total over but I don't think I don't think they're bad enough to be the, the longest odds to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they are either. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are worse than them. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Seahawks are worse than them. Ah, yeah, Drew Locke's really bad. Yeah. Hell, I think the Broncos are worse than them. I, I disagree with that. I will not let you get that one by. Yeah, that's fair. That is an insane. Are you that anti Russell Wilson? I don't know. I think I might be. I think I might be. I okay. It's weird. I've had some monumental shifts in how I feel about quarterbacks over the last year. You like because really I'm super anti Aaron Rodgers now. I I mean that's that's fair. I feel like I feel like a lot of people are. Let me see what. So the Texans are 25 to one to win their division. Oh, yeah, totally. I'll they take a feeler on that. I mean, I say I think they're they're probably I don't know. I think they probably deserve long odds there because there are some good teams. I mean, it's uh, the Colts and the Titans and then it's the Jaguars and the Texans. I think they could maybe do better. You know, you can have a crazy season and you can do better than one of them. But I don't think you're going to do better than both. I, I might take a feeler on it, though. I might. Well, you you get at it, Mr. Grabby Hands. The Saints are plus 350 to win their division. 
easiest plus 350 you'll ever make. They're the second most favorite team, but the Panthers and Falcons are both really bad. The yeah. Bucks are minus 280. Oh, fuck. You have to take the Saints. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your Lions are 11 to 1. The disrespect should be minus 500. Um, and your Raiders are 6 to 1. For the division? Yep. That's a very fair price, I think, because that's a really good division. Um, I'd still jump on it. Yeah. The Ravens are plus 225. The Browns are the favorite at plus 175, and then the Bengals are 2 to 1. Yeah, jump on the Ravens. You got to. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. That's an easy one. Got to. Yeah. You just got to. Dude, we're gonna be breaking. We're gonna talk so much NFL and college football every single week. Every we game. got, we got to every game, every game, all of them. I'm so uh, happy. Every game, every game that is being played, every FBS and NFL football game that is being played in the country that you can put into your eye holes and or ear holes. Boom. Also, I did want to shout out X League. They started the Green Bowl tournament. Go. Uh, we'll we'll shout out our Lixel Deers. Let's go Deers. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. God, football forever. I love this. I love NFL. I love college football. I love USFL. And I love you, Chase. And I love you too, man. So glad that we're picking games again. Before we sign out, what do you got going on, buddy? Oh, man. Check out the new uh, – I got a couple new podcasts through the Sports Gambling Network. Uh, first one being uh, my, my passion project, my horse racing pod, The Notorious OTB. You can follow that on Twitter at – notorious underscore otb i've gotten way better at making twitter handles in the meantime it seems and uh yeah uh also if you are into that flat ball action i'm talking ultimate frisbee my me and my me and uh, zach Avello have a uh ultimate frisbee gambling podcast for the audl the professional league uh because you can gamble on it uh i played for a long time at a pretty high level he's actually a uh, four-year veteran of the audl that does not play anymore so a lot of good info there those are some easy lines to exploit uh so come check that out that's also through sgpn it's called the tilted land shark podcast uh follow that on twitter at the tilted pod and where did uh, you guys find lines for that they're available through DraftKings. beautiful not in every state which is the weird part that is weird yeah there are states that they have an agreement with and you can bet them that's that's amazing yeah. This is an amazing world we live in, people. Yeah, my friends I played Ultimate with in, in college slash uh, after I failed out of college, um, their their mind is absolutely blown that this is happening in my life. God, that's so that's amazing. I love it. I, I caught a couple episodes of both the Notorious OTB and Tilted Landshark. Yeah, yeah. What you think? And I liked it. Yeah. The music selection you have was fantastic. And it was all good. I loved it. Yeah. That will do it. Uh, everyone find Chase at at of Oaklawn on uh, on Twitter. And yeah, follow all the stuff. It's great. You guys know where to find me at XFL Gym on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You know all the spots. Uh, I got my USFL weekly recaps coming. I'm going to start getting real weird with it. So be ready for that. Okay. okay. Be ready for me to start getting real, real weird. Um, 
And I've got some other passion projects. The Rampage Tour is still rampaging on in the background. Chase has seen a little bit of my work on that. It it The sound effects take a lot. And Madness. I'm still working on that. Madness. And I'm, I love it. I love it every time I get a sneak peek. It's it's a very fun thing. My screen on my computer right now is frozen, so I have to get. Uh oh. <laughs> 